Welcome to the Nonsense Podcast. This is your host, Patrick, with our special guest, Stefan, here. And you might be asking yourself, where's Lewis? Where's LA Radio? Uh, he is taking a dookie break, and like Chance the Rapper said, we ain't got no time, so I'm starting without him. Yeah, there's no time. No time. You gotta take a dump, bre- dump break, a smoke break. Gotta <laughs> you gotta plan something. that shit out, right? Yeah, yeah. Blake was on How show. you doing, Stefan? I'm good. Welcome. I'm good. Thank you. I appreciate it. Excited to be here. I'm glad to have you. Um, Lewis, I'm sure, would be glad to have you if he knew we were starting the show without him. <laughs> but Waving his ass at this point. <laughs> uh, wash your hands. <laughs> uh, so, uh, you know, the way we normally do this, this is normally where Lewis jumps in, but the way we normally do this is you start with the drunk story as a new guest on the show. Did you guys start without me? Oh, yeah. We started without you. We don't have time for your shit. Yeah, I'm just going with Literally. the Wait, hold on. You guys really started without me? We did. Why'd you start without me? Uh, uh, Because you took too long. You didn't say what I was doing, did you? I did. No, we didn't. Oh, you didn't. (laughs) I let him know, but it wasn't like like Devin the dude like in the bathroom boo-booing, you know. Oh my god, the music's playing and everything. You guys started without me. Shit. Yeah, I did your job for you. I was just trying to show you that you're easily replaceable. You know what? (laughs) Fuck you, Pat. I just want you to know. When you gotta go, you gotta go. Alright, whatever. Anyways, so I'm gonna guess, you, did you do the intro and everything? We did all of that, buddy. Alright, good. Up. So, what are you drinking? Did you, that? did you do that too? Oh, I didn't do that. I'm drinking pirate rum and uh, cherry Pepsi, and I'm also drinking my red ale that I brewed. Oh, yeah. So, that's what I'm drinking as well, your red ale. And it's so good, it, it made me go to the bathroom. So, thanks, Pat. That's probably why I ended up missing the my first part. My red ale did not give you the BGs. Oh, really? No. Then what did, Pat? Because I haven't eaten in hours. I don't know. Oh, shit. Anyways, <laughs> Stefan, what are you drinking today? Yeah, I'm drinking, 
drinking past Red Ale too. Hopefully, I don't have to take a shit soon. We have to, have to show without me. Um, <laughs> That's the drinking it. It's actually pretty good. I told Pat I would actually buy it if I was out in the store. It's actually it is pretty really good. good. And I'm drinking this uh, Tullamore Dew. It's an Irish whiskey. Yeah. And uh, Pat actually got me on an Irish whiskey years ago. So uh, Jameson, thank you for pulling plenty of panties down for me. I appreciate it. Oh, okay, okay. I was gonna twist it up in a, in a other way, but that was not that, that that was a good way of saying that, I guess. Um, yeah, no, Pat, we have to commend you on your uh, your brewing skills. It's really this beer is really really good, and you made it with uh, Steve the Kegerator, Finally, Steve the Kegerator is fully operational starting today. Yes, he is. Um, all right, cool. Well, since you got most of the work out of the way, I guess I don't really have to do a whole lot. I guess we'll talk about what we've been up to. Pat, how about uh, you start off since you want to take over the show. And uh, what, what's how was your week, man? My week's been great. Uh, like I said, I got Steve the Kegerator working, so I have beer on demand. Um, I actually just joined a beer of the month club, like a microbrew of the month. Uh, that shit was amazing. Seriously? Yeah, like it'll be here probably tomorrow or Monday. Oh, shit. Yeah, I had to. I had to. It was $39. They weren't going to charge me for shipping, and I get 12 new beers. It's like I pay way more than that for fancy beer. <laughs> nice. Uh, with me, let's see. Uh, still doing the morning radio show thing. Um, that's been taking up a lot of my time. I'm interviewing Jay Sean uh, next week, sometime next week. And you guys can look out for that. It's going to be up on this podcast as well. So you can listen. Let me know what you think. Uh, it's my first interview with a celebrity. So maybe good, maybe bad. Maybe it'll be bad. Probably be bad. But w- wake me up when you interview Logic. Wake you interview Logic? He's too hardcore for this podcast. I no, feel like Logic is the man. He'll well, I feel like Logic. And... I feel like Logic's more for like us to interview as opposed to my radio show. You know what I mean? Oh, okay, fine. He's not top forty, is what you're trying to say. He's not top forty. He's the number one seller for Def Jam. Is he number number one seller? I feel like you just made that up. I did not. I think you did. I'm look gonna it, look that look up. Look it up. Anyways, uh, Stefan, why don't you introduce yourself a little bit? Hey, I'm, I'm Stefan. I've actually known Pat and Lewis for, for years now uh, from a previous previous job of mine. Um, so I'll start. I appreciate you guys having me on the show. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and speaking of which, the Brad Pitt of radio we got over here. Oh, yeah. I think I heard that on one of the, one of the podcasts a few episodes ago. Yeah, that was my uh, Father's Day call. Yeah, I got really good uh, traction. Yeah, that, that was that was a pretty funny, uh, pretty funny call. Thanks, man. Um, and, and, and then I got shouted out by Pat a couple weeks ago. I appreciate that. So um, yeah, before I get into me, a shout out to uh, Chocolate City Money Team. Stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, gotta get into stuff like that. But um, yeah, me uh, week of work um, after my accident back in October, I've been trying to get active and stuff. I'm in a basketball league on Tuesdays. Nice. We got, we got blown out on the last, tu- last Tuesday. I'm pretty embarrassed about well, that. Well, that's because but, you guys didn't have me on the team. Yeah. I'll be the point yeah. guard. You did make a mistake, though. You said you would be interviewing your first celebrity in a couple of weeks. It'll be your second, technically, because I'm on the show true. today. So that, that is would true. be your second one. That is true. Um, you're like, you're like the Don of, of uh, Baltimore, man. Can you can I can I stop you guys to tell you a funny story about when I played uh you know basketball for a, a rec league in Thurmont? Okay, go ahead. Like this shit was ridiculous. I should have never been on the team. First of all, we were drunk. That's why. I, always back okay. then, I was like that nineteen. I was drunk all the time. Yep. But 
Uh, you know, I had some good players on the team. We're, we're not supposed to talk about this, so I hope they don't listen. <laughs> but we are getting beat by this team called the Magic, and they were, like, up 130 to, like, 48 or something ridiculous. It looked like a fucking movie. Um, and then this one guy had the audacity to try to dunk on me, so I undercut the shit out of him. <laughs> I think he was supposed to do. I think he missed the rest of the season. Fuck him. But, <laughs> <laughs> but you don't you don't try to dunk on me when you're up by eighty and uh, yeah and expect not to get undercut. Like don't don't expect not to get undercut. Do you ever undercut people? Um yes, I do occasionally. <laughs> um yeah, and delete that ran. What you do is to make it seem like you're not trying to undercut the person is you make it look like you're about to take a charge. Oh no, I backed up into him so like he didn't know it was. Yeah, like... I, I at least try to mask it. Like I look like I'm about to take a charge, and when they go up, I'll just turn my shoulder to the knees. And yeah. See what happens after that. All right, that's out noted. Next time. All right, how you can do karate <laughs> and basketball? That's why you listen to the podcast here. Yeah, <laughs> Anyways, uh, Stefan, we have a tradition here. Uh, every guest that comes on has to tell us their best drunk story. So do you have one for us? Yes, yes. Actually, I have two for you. Okay. Um, and, and one of them is relevant because um, you guys are involved. Um, oh, shit. It was a couple couple years ago, actually. This was not in the pre-show meeting. It was not. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> a couple years ago, we took a trip down to some bar. I don't know the name of it. Pat, you may remember. Some bar in College Park. Um Oh, we oh shit, several. that night. It was Santa Fe, and Santa then we, RJ Bentley. Oh, we went to all three, actually, that yeah, night. so it was it was pretty rough. And I remember oh. at Santa Fe, um, at some point during that, we end up ordering close to 100 shots uh, between Grey Goose and Patron. Yeah. Oh, it was the biggest bar tab I've ever seen. Yeah, it was the biggest bar tab, and at that point... Why you know, did you chime in? Me and him <laughs> paid the shit. Yeah, it was... <laughs> <laughs> it was I actually didn't drink that night. It was night, bad. It was bad. We were ordering so many shots. The the bar, the, the waitress was bringing out shots on the, the server trays. They carded nobody. Yeah, they didn't card anybody. And that was actually a fun part of the night. So part of the story is that one of the people that were underage, she just happened to be getting kicked out of the bar. And, um, it was her birthday. I remember, it was her birthday. And then I remember she, I was the only one that drove because everybody else caught the Metro. So I said, you know what, I'll take her home, don't worry about it. And it was a big bar tab, and I remember tossing Pat my wallet that night, saying, hey, do you work tomorrow, Pat? He's like, yep. I was like, just give me a wallet tomorrow, fuck it. That was, that was probably a bad decision in retrospect, <laughs> but I, after ordering 100 shots, who gives a shit how Whoa, big the bar tab is? I just want to let you know, if you didn't already know, I was a good enough guy that I actually split that joint with and, you. And I appreciate the shit out of it because any uh, regular man, lesser man would have just put all that shit on my credit card and I'd have been fucked. But I tell you how tossing my wallet screwed me up for that <laughs> night, right? Because the underage chick is getting kicked out of the bar. Um, yeah, we can't. We're not going to say any names. Mm. No, no, no. <laughs> if you're listening, you know who the hell you are. No names. <laughs> so... We're leaving, and we're on the way back to our house, and she's like, Stefan, I don't want to go home. Let's go to a hotel. And I'm like, hey, good idea. So we dr- we stop at a hotel, and guess what? Well, guess who doesn't have an ID <laughs> or a card to pay for a hotel room? <laughs> Pat has this shit in his pocket. So oh, I call shit. Pat, and we end up meeting at IHOP. Yep, I was there. We met at IHOP at like 3 o'clock in the morning, (laughs) and the chick was so drunk, we left her in my car, (laughs) running. The car was running (laughs) the whole time we ate our food at IHOP. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we left her. She's passenger seat. Yeah, she was in my passenger seat, and we didn't get her any food. (laughs) I mean, now I feel kind of fucked up about it. Happy birthday. Yeah, happy birthday. You know who you are. Um, Then she didn't want to go home, and it turns into... Me driving to a, a park 
and parking my car, and I'm going to fast forward to the part where I, my alarm goes off, and because <laughs> I left my radio on, my car battery died. <laughs> I had to be to work at 6 o'clock in the morning. So my only option was to call Pat. So I called <laughs> Pat at 5 o'clock in the morning when I woke up still drunk in my car, and I said, Pat, I need some help. I need to get to work in, like, 30 minutes. And he's like, where are you? I'm like, I don't know where the fuck I am right now. This is fucking Montgomery County. What the hell? So I explained to him where, like, the what I was seeing. And he said, you know, I think I know where you are. Pat actually came and picked me up from where I was, took me to work that day, came back on my lunch break so we can get jumper cables so that we can go back to my car on my lunch break and get it started. And we took a, we took a break at Chipotle in between. And... Yeah, that, that was one of those, like, dude, where's my car type situations. <laughs> Pat, Pat was the real MVP that day. He came through in the clutch, got me to work on time, and got me jumper cables on my lunch break. I tried, but How so, did you feel that day at work? You must have felt like death. I felt like shit. I, I felt like absolute shit. And um, because I hadn't got much sleep, and the sleep that I did get was in the driver's seat of my car. <laughs> so I had a truck back then, so I think I laid down the back seats. Um, so that, that was the hour and a half of sleep that I did get. But, Holy um, shit. Yeah, it, it wasn't much, but Pat, I appreciate you for that. That Absolutely. might be the best story we've heard so far yeah. out of a guest. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was rough. I, I have I have another one in Virginia Beach. I was actually probably 20, 21 years old. Okay. So I get screwed up at this convention. I used to sell knives, actually. I used to sell for this uh, company selling going, selling knives and shit, high-quality cutlery. So Glad you clarified that. We, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I've heard of it. Kitchen like knives it. and shit like that. <laughs> So we have this seminar in Virginia Beach, and it got to the point where we were chasing Grey Goose with 99 bananas and 99 oranges. That's how you're supposed to. Yeah, I got screwed up that night. <laughs> and on the way back to my room the next morning, I go back to my room, and I was so dizzy. I In my head, I was like, I just need to take a shit and go to sleep. So I get back to my room. I took a shit, hopped in bed. All right, so the next morning, chick's knocking on my door. She says, hey, we have a a seminar to go to. It's at 8 o'clock. And I was like, fuck, I'm not going to a seminar. So the chick was like, okay, well, I'm going to hang out with you for a little bit. So we do whatever we do in, in my hotel room. And she gets up. And when I got up, I realized that I forgot something. Yeah. When I came back to my room. Right, so I got back to my room. I took a shit. I forgot to wipe my ass. Oh, no. What? I forgot to wipe my ass, and then I got in the bed. So I didn't realize it until after we finished doing whatever we're doing. I got up, and there's shit all over the bed. Oh. And I was like, oh, um, yep. It's too so, early in this podcast for it to go left. All right. We're going, all right, we're going way left. We'll straighten, we'll straighten it back out. We'll straighten it back out. That was an, that was an embarrassing story. No, nah, it's That's okay. That's my drunk story, though. No, nah, major props for sharing it. I definitely wouldn't have shared so, that story. My friends and I used to do a thing called uh, 99 Problems, which is basically four different flavors, any four. You pick yours, uh, you mix it together, four different shots into one glass, and you drink it. It was called 99 Problems, and that's how you... We used to start this thing called uh, Day of Eliteness. It was uh, it's pretty fucking epic, but there was lots and lots of drunk stories from those. Oh, my... Yeah, I was there for a few. <laughs> There were some ridiculous shit that happened at oh David Lee. I'm sorry you shit the bed. Yeah. <laughs> I, I will say this. And out of all my drunk stories, I, I don't think I've ever been as drunk for any stretch of my life as when I worked with you, Pat. That, 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 
That most, makes a lot of sense was, on a lot of was, levels. That was the most fucked up days of my life. <laughs> just, just wanted you to know that. I'm sorry, and you're welcome all at once. Okay. All right. That works. <laughs> All right, so we have a loaded show, a real loaded show uh, for you guys today. We have a lot to talk about. I'm not even going to tell you what they are, so we're just going to jump right into it. Uh, let's see. First order of business, Pat, I think you made a huge financial mistake, man. Oh, oh no, 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 no. Okay, so do you want me to tell what happened? Or do you yeah, you, you, go, okay, go so, for it if so you think other, I did. Yeah, last week after the show wrapped, me and Pat decided we were going to go to Chipotle because uh, we were talking about the Chipotle loyalty program. And after talking about it, we got hungry and went over there. Yep. And uh, I think we were planning like a trip or something. I don't remember. But you, I remember you telling me that, you know, you're pretty balling right now. I was like, oh, shit, you're getting uh, your checks now. And you're like, oh, yeah, kind of. But I also cashed out my 401k. Yeah, I did. And I said, wait, what? Why did you cash out your 401k? And, he's, and you were like, oh. And your response was, and I quote, man, let's be serious. I'm not going to make it to retirement age. <laughs> so you, for, for real legit, cashed out your 401k. I did. It's actually the second time I've done it. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Pat, this is a terrible decision. Yo, every once in a while I start to think maybe I'll make it to retire, but then I look at the economy and the way things are going. It doesn't make much sense for me to bet on the American economy for this long. So it you base your decision off of that. Uh, oh, Dude, how long have you known me? I've known you a very long time. I understand that. But you know what? When I Do first met you... Do you think I'll ever be able to retire? I'm going to be like Pat, Joe Paterno where there was I one just point. die when I stop working. There was a point where you... T- <laughs> there was a point where you told me that you were going to not make it past 25. You made it past 25. And then you said you're not going to make it past 30. You're uh, going to be 30 in a couple uh, of I months. I am pushing 30 at this point. I'll, I'll say to Pat's point, and I can't say that I necessarily agree with the decision. We'll get to it when it gets back to me. But I will say that when I talk to some people that know Pat, and I would say like in the last couple of weeks, hey, I'm going to do this whole podcast thing with Lewis and Pat, and they're like, Pat's still alive? <laughs> so, That's the impression First you of get. all, I have to ask, who said that? Um, You... Uh, can I say DJ? Can I say DJ? Yeah. All right, Steph, let me get your uh, your opinions on this. Did Uh, he make the right choice? So here's the thing. I, from personal experience, I actually, I actually cashed out my 401k, and I was in a relationship at the time, and I had two options: either put half the money down on an S6 Audi, or get out of debt, uh, put some put a new living room set in the house and and do some responsible shit and i, I did some responsible shit yeah i didn't see an audi pull up so yeah <laughs> which which actually in retrospect might be a good thing because i end up crashing into a fucking tree anyway oh shit yeah, so uh, right. <laughs> hey um but had had i had to do it again i probably would have left my 401k you you know what i did with it what'd you do with it i uh, i paid ask. off my entire student loan which was about 2500 uh, paid off two different credit cards with it. Pat, let me ask you this. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I mean I'm I'm honestly just trying to get that credit score up because I really do want to buy a house within the next year. All right. I thought white people had like perfect credit scores already. We're born with perfect. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and then you're just fucking up okay. All right. I don't know those. Then we have epic tales. Pat, are you? Let me ask you this. Are you comfortable uh, saying the number, the total amount that you cashed out? 
It was uh, forty eight hundred was all because I like I said I cashed it out before the last time I quit. So was it forty eight hundred after they took all the area? Oh yeah, it was like sixty five okay. before taxes. So forty eight hundred. They take thirty out in taxes, pretty much twenty federal and ten state. But do you have a four hundred one k going on with your current job? No, I'm not gonna sign up for that. I'm I'm not gonna retire. Jesus I'm not pet. going to retire. I'm going to work forever. You're gonna work forever. I am. And by forever, he means until he's forty and dies. Right. That's what he. That's, that's <laughs> what he keeps thinking. But you yes. know, that's in ten years from now, people are gonna ask Even if, if you're I still alive. Even if I make it to seventy and die, I will still be working. You're gonna be working the. You're gonna be that guy working the toll booths at the fucking bridge. I don't care if I'm at fucking Walmart. I'm not sitting at you're home. Gonna, you're gonna have a flask <laughs> under the table. Speaking of toll booths, just real quick, I was in New York, not not long ago, and I was at the Lincoln Tunnel. I was at a toll booth and I was asking for a receipt, and I guess the lady didn't hear me, so I said, "Hey, can I have a receipt?" And she's like, "Next time, speak up, dummy." What the oh. hell? I was like, "Well, damn, bitch." Like, what did I do to you? Well, it's New York. Uh, yeah. Yeah, right. Maryland, Maryland right. plates. Uh, yeah. They hate you already. I did have Maryland plates. Yeah, they no. If they I ever see that. see that bitch, I'm going to punch in the head, though. <laughs> <laughs> can, I, can I say that? Seems fair. <laughs> okay. Legit. It's fine. Yeah. Well, damn, man. 4,800. I'm pat- you, but you, my point is, you can't think that way. You can't just say, oh, man, I'm not going to make it. Because you've been saying that for years now, and you've made it this far. Well, if you've taken a look outside, things are not going swimmingly right now. So it's not, but that doesn't give you the right to just give up your. What doesn't it though? I paid off my shit. I'm actually making more money now. It's gonna be fine. I got this. Man, I hope that one day, when if you have kids, I got it cleared by my financial advisor, Lewis. Who's your fine? PJ. Shit. <laughs> This is a. Why would he recommend this? This is a horrible idea. He didn't recommend it. I sold him on it. I'm or sold you sold him on it. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. This is a terrible idea. I got drunk and I sold him on it. It was a good idea. I was really like really on it when. What I about was drunk. stocks? Are you on stocks at all or, or? Oh yeah, I own a lot of different stocks. Okay. That makes me feel a little bit better. Yeah. That way you have something to fall back. They're all in beer companies mostly though. That makes sense. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I own stocks in Appalachian Brewing and. Uh, Craft Brew Alliance, and there's a lot of different beer companies I try to own. You know what? If I ever hit the big bucks one day, I'm going to set some money aside uh, in like a separate account, and I'm going to say this is uh, Save Pat, the Save Pat Fund, just in case that the day oh, comes. Dude, if the day ever comes, I will start my own Kickstarter. It'll be fine. Are you going to at least put together a will or no, something? For what? What am you, I going to leave to him? Leave something to me at least, man. Yeah. Can I have Steve the Kegerator? No. Oh. Well, then fuck you then. I want to be buried with Steve the Kager. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Well, let's go ahead and move on here. Already? Do you need a refill already? Jesus. All right. Patty, it's a refill. We'll be right back. We want to have an interesting conversation. Me and Pat were talking the other day about stuff that we did at work that we should have gotten fired for but never did. So we thought it'd be a fun topic. We took it to Facebook, asked people, and... Uh, we asked him, hey, what did you do? What did you get away with that work that you should have gotten fired for? And <laughs> uh, each of us has a story. So I guess I'll go ahead and start us off and tell uh, what I have should have been fired for at my job. It was actually at my previous job. I did everything that I was not supposed to. So it was probably the most laid back job ever. My boss left after five on the dot every single day. And nobody else in the building where I worked at was an office building was in charge of us or would come in and bother us. So twice a week, I teamed up with this other person I work with. We would leave after our boss leaves. One of us would leave and not come back. And the other person would clock, clock us out. 
So one time I left at like five four forty five. My boss didn't leave yet. I just left. I went to a movie theater to go see a movie and then went home. And I got paid for the whole thing. Alright, so that's one of the things I should have been gotten fired for. And uh, I hated my boss in all honesty. Like he just I mean, he just didn't do anything. Like I would walk in his office and he'd be watching Netflix. So he should have gotten fired for that as well. Um so one day he actually made me do work for once. That's fucked up. It is, because every time we, when he left, I would either leave and go to the bar or go to the whatever, and my coworker would clock me out, or if I was the one staying, <laughs> I would actually, I would just sleep. Yeah. I would get paid for it. I would actually go exercise after my boss would leave, too. I would bring my workout clothes, go outside, go for a run in, a, in like another parking lot, do like 15 laps, and then come back in. <laughs> You're the worst <laughs> associate I've ever known. And you know what? It's actually the highest paid job I've ever had. But the they reason, paid you more than I got paid, and I actually did yeah. real work. Well, I, in that respect, like honestly, after I like I've done a similar work before in the past with that job, but I never really liked it. Like radio was always my end game, and then by the time I got this job, I just I didn't want to do it anymore. Like I was just like over it. That's a big gamble, Sauce King. <laughs> it is, but you know what? It's working out so far. Thanks, Good. Sauce King. All right, I like that. All right, who wants to go next? <laughs> Stephen, you want to take this one? Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I can go. So, when we're talking about things that we should have been fired for, are we counting each chick as a different occurrence? <laughs> oh, shit. Oh. <laughs> yes. Oh, shit. We can call it as one incident if it makes you feel better. Ah, I, well, I don't want to alienate my guest on this. True. Okay. Okay. Well, all you guys are individuals, okay? I don't want to lump you guys into a group. No, they all have feelings um, and yeah, thoughts and stuff, right? They have feelings, and yeah, it's a woman thing. I don't really understand it. I'm going to get my first angry email. <laughs> oh, shit, I'm sorry about that. I, I figured, like, coming in, you'd either get a lot of a lot, lot of followers or a lot of people that say, fuck this. Shit. I'm not right. listening ever again. But it may be a few people that, you know, I've I've, I've been around that. Fuck them, Stefan. Yeah, Go ahead. Are you listening to continue with your story. Go ahead and tell your story, Stefan. Well, um. Besides that, besides the, the women that maybe listen to this podcast, we'll leave that out of it. Um, actually, a long time ago, one of my previous jobs, I got in trouble because after I got finished doing my work, I was bored. So I, d- I found some double-sided sticky tape, and I decided that I was going to um, just wreak havoc on the store. Yeah. All of the all of the mice to the mouse pads, all of the phones down to the receivers. We had a pool table in the hub. I actually put double-sided sticky tape on all the pool balls. Don't ruin the break room. I I fucked up the break room. I put double-sided sticky tape in the coin returns. (laughs) It was was fucked up. So two of my managers the next day, they're like, one of them is tearing my asshole apart. Like, we could have gotten sued for this shit, and I can't believe how irresponsible and immature you are. And the other one's trying to hold in her laughter the whole time. (laughs) And and I'm thinking, like, am I in trouble, or did I do a good job? (laughs) So... I probably should have been fired for that shit. Uh, two weeks later, I think I rolled a cart back into the warehouse and I busted a appliance. Like the, I heard the glass shatter. Oh shit! And then I walked away. Not a good sound. <laughs> yeah, as soon as the glass shattered, I kept walking. But obviously, all that shit's on camera. So, yeah, I, I got I got pulled in. I don't know how fi- how many final warnings I've been on <laughs> in, in my career, but probably enough to get me fired. I understand that. Uh, what about you, Pat? Oh, man. I used to show up to work drunk regularly. Uh, but I remember one occasion I actually showed up three and a half hours late drunk. That was one of my favorites. Actually, you know who was my manager at the time? 
Ask me who my manager was. Who was your manager, Pat? It was Stefan. <laughs> oh, our guest today. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, he was pissed. He was really mad. He was like, what the Were you really pissed, pissed Stefan? Yeah, I, was, I think I was pissed. <laughs> I was three and a half hours late. It was a truck day. <laughs> oh, that's probably why. Because that consists of you going to bank and unloading one of those big trucks, right? Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah. Yep. It was either me or the guy that thought I died. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, no, I've had a lot of different stories. I honestly, uh, I remember the one time Travis and I were playing catch in front of the store, and he overthrew the shit out of me. It hit the AP in the head, and she got a concussion. Um, <laughs> it hit one of the employees on the head? <laughs> yeah, she was not very happy. I was like, dude, it's cool, trust me. Uh, she was not having it. It was a whole thing. Did uh, she, did she like, report you or anything like that, or... I think Travis got written up. I didn't. I was like the golden child of that place. <laughs> they loved me. I don't understand why. I Every time somebody would try to write me up or something, I would just tell a joke and, and everybody would laugh and I'd walk out like it was nothing. So why didn't you fire him, Stefan, when he came to work? I, I, don't, I don't know if I have an explanation. <laughs> but even, even though he made a joke when he was getting written up, he still got written up. That's why his fucking employee file was so thick. <laughs> <laughs> my employee file, I swear to God, I only knew about half of these write-ups, but my employee file was about an inch thick. I knew HR by a first-name basis. Every store I went to, they'd be like, hi, Cheryl. I'm like a model employee at this point, though. Like, I'm the greatest. Like, I know what not to do because it's what I did for years. Yeah, and you also got to know who to offend and who not to offend. Oh, you I mean, learn those things. There's protected the categories like race and, and <laughs> sex and gender <laughs> Sexual orientation, nationality, shit like that. I, it's it's eight protected categories. I'm pretty sure I'd break six of them on a daily. You know, the only thing that I can recall from uh, from when, when we worked together at one point that I should have gotten fired for, I would have had I not left at the time that I did. I, you might get mad at me for this, Stefan, but oh, I sabotaged. Uh, you know how we do like a like a final review, like the employees they have to give like a review of all the managers and everything. I sabotaged home theaters. <laughs> To the point where... Oh, the e-voice. Yep, that was it. And I sabot- I told everybody in home theater to give all the managers a zero. And they found out after I left, though. But they knew it. it honestly, they deserved the score they fucking got on that e They do. But... but just- I was our- a part of that leadership team, guys. This- <laughs> Shit. <laughs> you didn't get... Sorry for your bonus. It said, was your direct supervisor... My direct supervisor didn't teach me shit. <laughs> because I- we did it because Reeser uh, left. And- he got let go. Yeah, that's why that's why we all were angry and we all we all did what we did. Well, that's the yeah, only thing I, would, I did not fill that out because I was working in the warehouse at the time, right? And I was currently being written up for listening to sports on the radio, but <laughs> I did not fill that out. But I thought they deserved that score. That yeah, they got for they clearly felt, felt for the different. home theater side of things. Yeah, we so we asked fun. people on Facebook. Uh, what they should have gotten fired for. And let me read up some of the responses. One person said that they learned how to bypass the internet block on their computer so they could start so they could watch world star videos from six to eight PM. That's not a bad way to go about that. Someone else also added on our Facebook poll that uh they had sex with a girl in the back room of a blockbuster during open hours <laughs> one time. Uh yes, did that count? That absolutely does count. All right, so let's go ahead and move on and talk about some stuff that's been going on uh recently in our country. Um so we're recording this podcast Friday, July 8th, and last night um there was a protest 
in in Dallas because of some of the events that's been occurred. Uh, a couple of cops were killed because of some of the the race issues that were. Five. It was five, right? Five Is that cops. what it ended up being? Okay, I didn't read the full story. Um, but you know, I've been so busy with my radio stuff, I didn't get caught up on what happened. So, what happened that led to this? Can one of you guys explain it? So we we had some in the, in this country. We had some some shootings of civilians by police officers uh, recently. We had. Um, one gentleman that was selling CDs and he was held down by two police officers. He was shot in the chest. And then we had one gentleman that was uh, in his car. It was a traffic stop. And then he happened to have four bullets shot into him um, by a police officer after he was asked to pull out his, um, right. his, his ID. So this led to people retaliating in Dallas at a protest. Uh, where civilians were shooting police officers. Right. A lot of them were wounded, five are dead. And it actually uh, continued into today. There have been multiple reports of police getting shot in uh, Tennessee and uh, two other states. I can't remember where they were. And I know it's a bit serious. Normally we don't do serious stuff on this podcast, but we wanted to address it. Man, I don't even know where to begin with this. I mean, Stefan, let me ask you, um, you being an African-American in this country, how do you view all of this that's going on right now? Well, I mean, it's 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 tough. I mean, first of all, um, I want to say that I'm not one of those guys that are like after police and yeah. you know anti-cop. I dated a cop for a few years, and um, I understand what they go through on a daily basis. So most cops, in in a general sense of things, most cops are on the up and up, and they want to do right yeah. by their community. But I think what happened in this situation and what's been happening over the last year, it's just a whirlwind of of distrust between law enforcement and civilian. Uh, you know, you've got uh, s- certain situations that started about two or three years ago, and you've got civilians that don't trust police, and then they're on edge, so they don't trust civilians, so they're shooting people. So I think that we're in the middle of a real revolution. We're in the eye of the storm of, of shit like this. So let me ask you this. If you could talk to one of the people um, that were part of the shootings that were involved with it in Dallas today, what would you tell them right now? I, I would say that it's it's not condoned. It's not condoned at all. But when you look at it from a perspective of someone that's black and someone that's living in America in 2016, eventually it was going to happen. You know, and I'm not saying it's right. I don't agree with this shit at all. You know, I know cops who, you know, I, I, I got perspective from a right. police officer in Baltimore County which they are on edge because of things that are happening in today's society. Right. You know, they feel like they're a little bit more at risk because of things that are going on. Um, it's not right, but it's, it's, it's part of the cycle. And, you know, being black, I, I, I hate to bring up the whole, the whole thing about slavery, right? And, and, it, and it goes back. But if you notice, there's the progression um, or what's, or what's going on. You notice when, back when we were first brought to this country, and, and minorities in general, you know, we were see we were viewed as property. You know, and then right. it went to um, after slavery. It went to we were viewed as lesser citizens with Jim Crow laws and lesser but equal. But I think for the most part, we know this shit wasn't equal. Yeah. Right. Um, so I think it's, it's gone from uh, slavery to the separation and Jim Crow laws to now uh, um, organizational or structural racism. It's like, what do we do now? We hide behind the, the the law enforcement. We hide behind our justice system to be able to get the same thing done. And the idea that one race is better than another, um, that's something that's generationally passed down. You know, and that's something that we got to change. But if you notice, the minorities, and not only black people, but minorities, 
are getting stronger, their voices are being heard more and more. And I feel like at times that's the main problem is the lack of communication on all sides. That's the that's the real problem here. People aren't taking the time out to really uh, just communicate with each other. Um, I did find a Facebook post that I think is extremely inspiring by a young black woman that she put up. It's going viral. I'm going to read it in a second. But first, Pat, I wanted to get your viewpoint on this. My opinion, I mean, I my brother's a cop, so I worry about them all the time. But at the same time, I know... Like, watching the video in Minnesota, that shit was fucked up. Like, he shot him in front of his girlfriend and, uh, like, her four-year-old daughter. Like, that's terrible. Especially when all he is saying, like, you listen to it, he's, like, he's explaining that I have a concealed carry, I have a gun, I'm grabbing my ID because that's what you told me to do. Yeah. Like, you hear all of that on the tape, and it's, like, it's terrible. But at the same time, the other one, even though it's cloudy, it's still, it's, it's people are rushing to shoot yeah and it's just it's a fear it's it's a fear because neither side trusts each other it's no dialogue between either side right and that's honestly the the best thing i heard today was from two people i did not expect to hear it from it was the game and snoop dogg and they were both in la one's a crip one's a blood and like to hear them kind of come together and try to do a peaceful talk with the police and they did they had a, uh, a peaceful talk with the police uh the mayor they actually invited snoop and the game to have uh, a speech with the uh the recruiting class that was graduating so all of the future police officers that are going to the streets all talk to these guys and they had a conference they talked to each other dialogue was started that's exactly what i want to see happen because that's what needs to happen for this to get fixed it's just it's they got to get on the same page well said it is dialogue i just wanted to make a point that um just talking to some people over the last couple of days um, racism in this country, it's not something that's new. No, like, no, and, and, it's not. And it's not something that, like, what we're seeing right now, it isn't new. It's just the fact that we can broadcast it. It's the fact that we can have somebody get shot live and stream this shit in seconds where you don't even have to have any lag. Where right. our parents dealt with this stuff, our grandparents dealt with this stuff. It's just a different type uh, thing that's going on right now. So it's not new. It's just something that we got to... Um, you know, when they say people are awake, people are waking up. It's just one of those type of situations. We just got to make sure that we, uh, we we take this momentum and make sure we try to level the playing field. And, and not to mitigate anything, but the last two situations, like having the media completely control how we reach a story or how we hear a story, uh, I don't trust the media at all. You never get all the facts from the first story that's leaked. You never do. And, like, both stories being tragic, because anytime you lose a life like that, it, I, in my opinion, it's tragic. It, it could have been avoided if it was handled properly. And so anytime, like, and the media is going to paint it one way, and the media keeps dividing us. Yeah. And I hate that shit. So, Pat, you have no idea what it's like to be a black man in this country. Absolutely not. I don't either. I am Latino, but I don't know. There's, like, honestly, the struggles are differently, you know. I worry about my friends... And I worry about my brother. I worry about... So here's what I... No, I'm with you. I would be too if I were in your position. I'm sorry to cut you off. You're good. Um, you know, but I, I really challenge everybody to do uh, today, tomorrow. You know, when you're walking down the street, just say a simple hi. You know what I'm saying? Just a simple hello. And maybe that would be enough to, you know, really open a bridge of communication. Maybe not between you and that individual, but maybe they'll open it with somebody else. Maybe you'll open it with somebody else. And that's really all it takes is a simple hello sometimes. So I'm going to read a post uh, from a girl that lives in Dallas. Her name is Natasha Howell. She's an African-American woman. This is truly inspiring. This is what she wrote. 
So this morning, I went to, into a convenience store to get a protein bar. As I walked through the door, I noticed that there were two white police officers, one about my age, the other several years older, talking to the clerk, who was an older white woman, behind the counter about the shootings that they had that they have been going on the past few days. They, looked, they all looked at me and felt silence. I went about my business to get what I was looking for. As I turned back up the aisle to go pay, the oldest officer was standing uh, at the top of the aisle waiting for me. As I got closer, he asked me, how was I doing? I replied, okay, and you? And he looked at me with a strange look and asked me, how are you really doing? I looked at him, I looked at him and I said, I'm tired. His reply was, me too. Then he said, I guess it's not easy for being either of us right now, is it? I said, no, it's not. Then he hugged me and I cried. I have never been, I have never seen that man before in my life. I have no idea why he was moved to talk to me. What I do know is that he and I shared this moment this morning and it was absolutely beautiful. No judgments, no justifications, just two people sharing a moment. That's a powerful post right there. I agree with you. And and like I said, if you get a moment, check out the uh, the full press conference between the game and Snoop Dogg because that, that was, honestly, that was pretty deep to me. Yeah. So hopefully, you know, this will kind of open. I know people say we need to open our eyes and everything, but I really hope they do. And we get in, the, we get, we start heading in the right direction. So people like Pat don't have to cash out their 401ks because of the way the country's going. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, any closing thoughts before we move here, move forward here, fellas? No. I'm good. Cool. So let's get back to some fun stuff. That was a really good conversation, by the way. Stefan, when I talked to you about the podcast and I said, hey, man, because I had to give all our guests an opportunity to you know, bring something to the table. Like, what do you want to talk about? You got something going on in your life. You got something on your mind. What do you want to talk about? That's always my first question to our guests. So I asked Stefan this. And, Pat, let me give you a guess, because I'm assuming you didn't read the show prep. Let me give you a guess. Uh, what do you think Stefan wants to talk about? Oh, I don't want to guess. I don't want to defame anybody's character, taking <laughs> chances at what this could be. All right. <laughs> well, he wants to know if stripping should be an art form. That makes sense. Uh, and I maybe it should be, I think. Okay, so you obviously agree with him. But first of all, Why Stephen, shouldn't it? Why isn't it? Wait, hold on. Let, let our guests explain where the hell this came from, because I wasn't expecting this at all. So here's the thing. With, with, with strippers, um, it's just like with professional basketball, football, baseball. You've got <laughs> athletes who who have a skill set that the rest the rest of us don't have. That's why we go and pay to, to, to see people play football. Wait, are you implying that some people are born with Paul dancing skills? Some people may <laughs> be born practice? with it. You, you do have to practice. You do have to make sure you're physically fit. Um, well, sometimes physically fit isn't all, all good all the time. Because sometimes I like, to, I like to see a couple of stretch marks every once in a while. <laughs> and I, like see, I like to see a little bit of, little, little bit of thickness. Um, but I do think that stripping... Pole dancing, twerking, whatever you want to call like it. You told me you should. You feel like it should be on ESPN. I feel like it should be on ESPN. I feel like those girls are really athletic. I've seen some of the shit that they do in person. They go up on poles. They go upside down. I saw a chick take her panties off with her heels. No hands. <laughs> upside down on a pole. And I, I don't know why that's not a sport. Like I think that those girls have a talent. I think that those girls uh, uh, make money for a reason. Oh, jeez. And I, I do have a couple favorite strippers of mine and, and you know, a couple <laughs> places that I frequent. But I feel like they, they deserve some recognition. I feel like ESPN should open up the doors. They've already started letting uh, women talk about sports that, that you know. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, I, I'm not, 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 <laughs> not, to, <laughs> not to offend anybody. 
<laughs> but here's the thing. They've let women on ESPN. I say, why not just bust it wide open and let the women just go ahead and start twerking and Wait, so hold on. How much of this is actually you actually believe in it's a sport? How much of it is actually you wanting to see women for your viewing pleasure? <laughs> it's, it's about 80-20. 80-20? It's, it's 80-20. So 80-20 is your viewing pleasure. 20 is actually for sport. I'm going to guess. It may be the other way around. Like, here's the thing. If you go, if you walk up to a chick on the street and say, hey, I need you to slide down that pole, she's going to be like, what? <laughs> she, she's not going to know what to do. But you go to someone that's trained, someone that gets practice with this shit, they so I actually did a little bit of research about this uh, when you when you told me about this. So there is pole dancing; it's an actual thing, and they actually hold like an annual like award show for it in L.A. Um, they actually tried to get it on the Olympics, but it never made it through. And it's probably why because people thought it related way too much to stripping. I, I feel like I feel like it's new though. I feel like um, it's like like lacrosse, like how lacrosse is is like an East Coast thing right now. Right. Oh, and it's it's starting to develop on the West Coast. Um, I figured, why not? Stripping, twerking, shaking your ass. Holy on the shit! Why, why not? Let's just go ahead and make it global. I don't know. This is a good idea, man. <laughs> I mean, it's, obviously, somebody else had the same idea that you did, and they and it didn't it didn't pass. It didn't get passed. It didn't get through. Uh, but all right, I think here's another thing that you're leaving out. You're leaving out, Stefan. Did you know that ESPN is owned by Disney? Yes, I, I, I didn't. Okay, did you take that into account? Nope. Okay. <laughs> so we can crash. We can scratch that off. Okay. All right, <laughs> because we'll that's gonna, not going to happen. Hey, HBO, Pretty sure Disney isn't going to do it. HBO, there you Showtime, go. if you're listening, hey, get these chicks on the pole, man. Maybe even Netflix. Yeah, you can put anything on Netflix, Netflix. now these days. Yep. They've got chicks fucking each other in jail now. <laughs> that's a good point. Why did I take it out to another level, right? Yep. All right, Pat has to take a doo-doo. We'll be right back. So he's asking me the key. Till you own your own, you can't be free. Till you own your own, you can't be me. How we still slaves in 2016. Keep it light, keep it back. I think it should be a uh, sport because there's a lot of practice, a lot of talent that goes into it. And to be honest with you, like he's not like even talking about it being like strippers, like completely naked doing this. It's just like it's a talent. It's a skill. Like anything else. And there are some shitty ones out there. Like you... <laughs> you would increase the Club level. Miami and Father's Park. <laughs> <laughs> you would increase the level that they try, that they practice in their everyday life. Like your whole life would get better if this was a sport. I think. Oh Jesus! <laughs> well, then HBO needs to pick it up or Netflix because that's the only way they'll be able to do it. Disney will never approve it. I don't fuck Disney. I don't give a shit. Damn it. <laughs> I don't even care about ESPN. I don't even watch that shit anymore. I don't watch it anymore either. Honestly, uh, rest in peace. Ever since Stu Scott died, I, I stopped watching that shit. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm not a big Nobody fan of ESPN. on ESPN worth watching uh, since yeah. Stu Scott. For the fact that he uh, did a broadcast one time, somebody hit a home run, <laughs> and his punchline was, Pitch don't kill my vibe. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. But I feel like Stefan really wants it wants this to happen more for his viewing pleasure because he no, it sounds was like he goes it sounded like eighty twenty yeah eighty it's, pleasure it's twenty 80/20. sport I it's mean, a sport either way I mean on Sunday nights at most strip clubs there's no cover charge so okay we obviously have the strip club expert with us today can he I can I be hired as a scout 
Like, is that a thing? Hey, you, <laughs> come, you can come down with me, Pat. We, we can go on Sunday nights. We can go scout some chicks. You guys can scout them out, but okay, we want to have a competition going on. <laughs> there is a competition. If it's a real sport, then we can get paid to be scouts, and everything we order is comp. It's all good. That's definitely what you wrote in the, what do I want to do when I grow up book in third grade? <laughs> that sounds like a plan. Stripper scout. <laughs> Good I job. did. I'll find my Waters Landing book. I got you. All right. Well, it sounds like there's no convincing you guys of not. This never happened. So let's just sport. go. It is a sport as is. Right now is a sport. Then why it's isn't it being recognized? It's only judged by people like me and Stephanie. <laughs> <laughs> well put. Well put. All right. So we're going to go ahead and veer to some sports talk. We don't do too much sports talk on this podcast. Uh, but it's been a pretty crazy NBA free agency season. Um if you're not living under a rock, you already know that Kevin Durant left the Oklahoma City Thunder to join the Superstar Warriors. That's what their name should be. The Golden yeah. State Superstars or whatever. And probably the best team ever assembled in history. And we were having, we're kind of split on this. Um, whether there was a right decision by Kevin Durant or not. Stefan says, you are a guest. I'll let you start us off. How did you feel about that when you heard the news? I'll say this. Um, Kevin Durant has gotten a lot of heat for the decision that he made. I 100% support his decision. Okay, why? Because I don't. So here's the thing. He's in a lose-lose. He's in a catch-22. So he's got three options if you're Kevin Durant, right? And the media, the media actually makes it to where, so if you don't win rings, you're not relevant when you, when you get to the end of your career. So he had an option to stay in OKC, not win a ring, and be just another Charles Barkley, another pretty good damn player that never won a ring he could have gone to another team a shitty team for more money and then they would have said hey kd's only about the money or he could have gone to a team that had the best chance of him winning a championship and that was in golden state but so, don't you think it was a cop-out no 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 no. first of all true story because nobody respected scotty until he got to chicago nobody respected him except for jordan who said i want scotty pippen on my team Okay, but they Jordan didn't play with like four other superstars that were close to his. He had Luke Longley, Steve Kerr. He those guys, you can't compare those guys to Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, and Draymond Green. No, we're comparing them to OKC, aren't we? We're 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 comparing Luke Longley to Serge Ibaka. We're comparing like, come on. Okay, but if they're if they're OKC, then they, then OKC would have won. But at the same time, what I'm trying to say, and, and this is the way I look at things, is the second. The second that OKC thought Kevin Durant was over the hill, they would have either traded him or cut him and bought him out. He would have got no money from there. So where's his chance at a ring once that happens? So this is what somebody said to me the other day, and it makes sense. Like he's the way he praised it was, how many of us would ever leave our current job to go to have another job where we have to do less work? Which is pretty much what Kevin Durant. Oh did. my God, he's got to pick up a lot less slack if you got Draymond. But it's got... different in the NBA. You know why? Because those guys leave legacies behind. Kevin so... Durant's worried about how heavy his hand is at this point. And, and you got to figure his legacy. He has the best chance of winning championship rings in Golden State right now. Oh my God! So his legacy when he retires, if he has one, two, or three rings, is going to be he was a great. And he has championship rings. No, it won't be because he's great. He's going to have an asterisk next to his name. It's, say, not this guy, it's not this, a performance-enhancing right, drug to be he, with he, Steph Curry and Draymond Green. But he joined a 73-win team. The best yeah. record in history. He made a good team better. Did that team win the championship this year? They were one did game away from championship. Did they win? No, they the, lost it. No, they did, they did not. So they he did, did join the championship-winning team. 
to just So this is a case if you can't beat them, join them, right? Because they were it is they not. were they were opinion, they were a game away from beating the Warriors. They were they Kevin lost. Durant away from winning the championship. He's playing to the media. He's making sure that his Hall of Fame his his Hall of Fame bid is cemented by trying to get a championship. Well, let me finish what I was trying to say earlier. So basically, NBA players leave behind legacies. Like if we're working at Walmart or whatever, we quit and go to another job or we uh, get more pay for less or whatever the case may be. We aren't leaving behind some sort of legacy at Walmart. These players are. So it's completely different because, you know, people are going to look back and say, yeah, Kevin Durant won three championships, but he had to join a super team to do it. Yeah, but, I mean, he's in OKC. What else is he going to do there except for dodge tornadoes and fuck let his me, cousin? Let me ask you both a question real quick. Up three games to one, was it Kevin Durant's direct fault they did not win that championship? Game six was. He Game came up six, that's short. one game. Three games to one. That was the last game they had at home. all three other games they lost, Kevin Durant's fault. So, hell yeah, I'm getting the fuck out of this losing-ass city, and I'm going to somewhere where they'll finish games with me. Well, now the rest of the NBA is playing second fiddle. Fuck them. Okay. Well, you're not a big NBA No, no, because look, look, you look at it. Indiana got really good this offseason. Indiana got crazy good this offseason with Jeff Teague, uh, Al Jefferson. Oh my God! Are you kidding? With the team they already had, with Turner, everybody they like, they're going to be good this Turner. year. Turner, oh Miles Turner. Okay, right. I still think at the end of the day, it's Cleveland, Golden State. And yeah. I saw a meme that said the rest of the league. I honestly think developmental you, league. I think no. I I, th- I think you honestly with Indiana the way they grew and they didn't lose much. The way Indiana grew, I think you throw them in the top five right now. I'm turning Mike's pat phone mic off because after that shit, that was ridiculous. <laughs> Uh, have you seen him? Your your mic's off, guy. You're taking a timeout real quick. I can't believe you said you just said that. Um, at the end of the day, I, I, I can't blame KD for wanting to get rings to submit no. his. Well, place let me ask in you this: NBA Are you history. are you okay with you know going and get rings as long as people look back and say you know you had to join us an all time best regular season team in order if to do it? Are you okay with that? Your mic is off. Yeah, I'm gonna say here's the deal: it's either rings or no rings. And whatever asterisk you want to put next to my name, if I got championship rings on my finger, so you're okay I'm with that. cool with that. Okay, if you're cool with that, then I'm cool with that. First of all, put my mic back on. <laughs> Second. Well, I'm not going to put you on if you're going to say shit like that. Indiana Pacers no. deserve to be a top five team. <laughs> they will be next year, but no, this is all right, my thing. All right, go ahead. This is my thing. If your team is not willing to finish games with you when it counts, when you're up three to fucking one, and your team is not going to finish a game with you, you talking about game six. They should have won that shit in game five. So if they're not willing to finish games with them, fuck them. Why stay on a team that's not willing to finish with you? It's not willing to put 110% into that shit with you. Hey, as long as you're cool with an asterisk next to your name, Let that's KD fine. go to Golden State. I hope he does win a championship. He better, or he else, did. holy shit, he the internet. Imagine if they don't win a Stephen. Imagine, the internet would explode. Imagine Lewis's not, head exploding if the Pacers win. If, if not this year, <laughs> next year, he has to win a championship. To no, 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 no. They need to win next they, year. They need to win. I would say two years max. No, they um, don't get two years. They get one. <laughs> Honestly, I, I saw teams at the end of the year start to step up and learn how to defend Golden State. So I think he brings an X factor to Golden State too. They were just tired. Because as, as a coach, what the fuck do you do with that team? You can't guard them. You can't. You know why? Because you know Harrison Barnes got a max contract because he was always open, and now they replaced him with Kevin Durant. He gets those shots now. Yep. <laughs> Good luck. Yep. <laughs> And but, another crazy thing. I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I, I was going to say, just like stepping into NBA free agency. I know you're a f- 
you're a fan of Dwayne Wade. I'm a Miami Heat fan. Miami, I'm sorry. You're a Miami Heat fan. Oh, he's got a whole thing for that later, though. And we're going to get into it I right see, now. I see I see your feelings on the table right now. Let's get into that. I'm wiping the tears away. Right I'm proud of D-Wade for going home. All right, so can I explain what happened? Because I, I got the whole scoop on the way here. So I know exactly what happened. So Dwayne Wade left the Miami Heat um, in spite because they the Miami Heat, what they offered him, he basically he didn't feel like he was loved. Uh, apparently, the owner, Pat Riley, or the president, I should say, uh, never called him since uh, free agency began on July 1st. Uh, they pretty much told him, hey, here's a two-year, two $40 million contract. You can either accept it or you, or you don't. We're good without you. And he said, okay, well, in that case, I'm going to leave. Um, he could very well still be on the heat today, but they didn't want him to because out of spite. So he went home to Chicago. Which I understand because it's home. From a basketball standpoint, it makes absolutely no sense. Um, but, but it's home. He plays in front of his home crowd that watched him in high school. But you I know guess. what? Bulls fans are not even excited about this. They're not. They're pissed. They're not because they don't understand. They don't understand Rondo, Wade, and Butler yet. It's not going to work. I think it will. None of them can shoot. It's not going to work. Yeah, Wade's on the Wade's on the twilight of his career. But I do, I do understand him after being kicked in the nuts a few times by the Miami Heat. Well, here's the thing: with is Pat Pat Gasol Ri- still there? No, he's gone. Uh, so basically, here's the thing: like with Pat Riley, right? So before Wade, there was Alonzo Mourning, there was Tim Hardaway, there was Shaq. Mm-hmm. All three of them left on bad terms with Riley when they left. Two of them now work for the Heat. Shaq, every moment he get chance he gets, he phrases the Miami Heat organization and Pat Riley. So I'm not saying Wade's going to eventually come back. I hope he does. Um, as a fan, personally, I I don't like the way that Heat have handled this. But to me, Pat Riley, the Heat didn't want to give him a three-year contract. To me, Pat Riley has three years to build the Miami Heat into a championship contender team. Because if he doesn't, Heat Nation is going to just smoke him out of Miami, including myself. Because he took away South Florida's most beloved uh, athlete in history. And because because he thinks that he can he can't build a contender around him, and I give him that he's right. I agree. We can't pay him twenty million dollars a year and expect to contend every year. So I understand the business aspect of it. However, there are ways around it where they could have brought him back. So let me give you, and a lot of it's loyalty and trust. So let me give you an example. Dirk Nowitzki, right? Mm-hmm. He plays with the Dallas Mavericks. He has taken a pay cut every single year. To join the Mavs, and he keeps coming back. You know why? Because he trusts Mark Cuban, right? Tim Duncan, he's been taking pay cuts with the Spurs. Keeps coming back because he trusts the Spurs organization. I'm not sure who the name, name of the president or owner is or whatever. Uh, Pat Riley told Dwayne Wade, "Hey, we want to give you 10 million next year. We'll give you 20, 10 million the year after that, and on your third year, using your bird rights, we're going to give you a big old fat 39 million dollar check." Dwayne Wade did not believe him because he doesn't trust him. He said no to that because he does not trust Pat Riley. So nobody knows right now like what happened along the way that made Wade not trust Pat Riley anymore. But but what I'm saying is Dirk Nowitzki and, and Tim Duncan, these guys are helping out their franchises by taking pay cuts so they can build better no, losses you, you together. Get that, but Wade that. won't do that because he lost trust in Riley. You get you get that in football, though, too. Like, uh, I remember Brett Favre, uh, the year Randy Moss became a free agent, Brett Favre was making, like, $3 million a year. He was off of his $20 million a year contract. Like, he already got paid. 
So when he got down to three million a year, he's like, "I'll take a million dollar pay cut." Randy Moss says he wants a million dollars a year. Yeah. Sign Randy Moss. I'll so, take this cut. I will basically pay Randy Moss the salary. So when Sign the possibility of Way leaving, when I heard that come about, I at first I didn't I didn't want it to happen, and they just kept dragging on to the point where I said, "You know what? We can't build a contender without with him with the money that he wants at least." And when I found out he left. I I, I kind of expected it at that point because apparently the relationship between him and the Heat is so bad. So it didn't really hit me till the following day. And all I got to say is, um, you know, Pat Riley has three years to make this team into a contender. If not, he has failed. And I'm a little worried that the game has kind of passed him by a little bit. Because in the past three years, you lose Dwayne Wayne and you lose LeBron James. That cannot happen. He was going to lose LeBron either way. The right. Dwayne Wade thing was kind of fucked up. Exactly. You can't lose South Florida's most beloved athlete of all time. Well, you also, like, you, like you're like you going to lose Chris Bosh because that was the reason he came down there. Oh, yeah. Apparently, it, it, his situation is going to get worse. Worse than the Wade situation. Who is he going to play with? Hassan Whiteside and who? Goran Dragic. Yeah, okay, so you score 70 points a game. Like That's, <laughs> that's not enough to win. I want to be in the lottery this year, personally. Cause you apparently be. <laughs> I want to be. Because apparently this next coming draft, what people are saying, is like the next like LeBron draft. This, this draft this draft coming up should be a good one. Yeah, so I mean, I mean all I really have to say... Mello Tremble's non-passing ass. All right, so I need to say my piece <laughs> to Dwayne Wayne. Do you guys have anything you want to add before I... I'm say? happy he's home. I'm proud of him. I hope he has a good season. Yeah. I hope so too. I don't think you will, but yeah, I think the little revenge kicking the nuts to the Miami. Holy game. shit! I, I, I already talked to like my family and stuff. If he comes to to Miami for Christmas, we're going. I don't. I don't think you guys really believe <laughs> mm-hmm. that they're going to be able to coach a Jimmy Butler, uh, Rajon Rondo, they can't and shoot, Dwayne man. Wade. No, they can't shoot. Watch them play this year, because I, I have a feeling it's going to be a lot different than the way you expect it to go. Like, those three are way too good to lose games. Uh, two of them are good, Pat. Three oh, of them are good. Two of them are good. Who are you saying is not good, Rondo? He's not who he was anymore. Like, you leave Franklin the Turtle alone. He got this. <laughs> Rondo Sorry, is the man if he's healthy. Oh, he's healthy. He just doesn't have it anymore. And Rondo's the man if he is dealing with a coach that he actually respects. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know who the coach of Chicago is. Nobody knows who the coach of the Kings was. Like, fucking... It's George Carl. Fuck him. He, he hadn't done anything since uh, the Nuggets. All right, so before we move on, I just want to say, Dwayne Wade, you're my favorite athlete of all time. I'm going to miss seeing you. It's going to be feel feel weird opening night when number three isn't on the court. Wish you the best of luck. At the end of the day, he still has Gabrielle Union, so he's fine. Oh, yeah, he's... Oh, plus he cheats on her all the time. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right, so we're going to go ahead and move on here and introduce a brand new game. So Pat here claims to be the most knowledgeable hip-hop person in the entire world because all he does is drink and listen to hip-hop music. That is actually all I do. Exactly, right? (laughs) So I thought it'd be fun to put that up to a test. So we're going to have our very first nonsense podcast, Hip-Hop battle can i put a disclaimer on this though oh no no you can't your pride is on the line you have no to no, do- no my pride is absolutely on the line but i would just like to say i mostly listen to underground rappers that nobody's ever heard he, of unless you've been living under a rock in the past decade in the past decade okay i'm pretty sure you heard this song before. I, I, my name is patrick star i live under a pineapple under the sea <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so this is how the game works. So Pat's going to go up against Stefan. I went ahead and chose five 
hip-hop songs. And I'm going to start off by playing half a second of each. Half a second doesn't sound like much. Does it doesn't sound like much. Trust me, for some of these, <laughs> it will. So if they, I'm going to play right. it a few times. So if you guys know what it is, just hit the buzzer and you get your first crack at it to answer. Yeah, I got my buzzer ready. <laughs> and then if you can't, can't get on the half a second, I got a one second. And if you can't get on one second, which you should, uh, get on three seconds. Let's go. So, Best okay, out of five wins. You guys ready? Yeah. Yep, I'm ready. All right, here we go. I'll play it again. Uh, it sounds like 50 Cent, but I, I can't tell. Okay, nothing? All right, I'll play it one more time. Can you play the one second joint? <laughs> you guys don't know it. Okay, here's the one second. You ready? I'll play it one more time. I'll play it one more time. Pat. In the club? No. Stefan, you get a crack at it. It's 50. I knew it was 50. It's 50 cents. What's the song, though? I'm drawing a blank. All right, we'll go over the three second song. Yeah, right. Three seconds. Here we go. Pat. Many. Oh, fuck. It's not many men. Stefan, you go. Candy shop. No. Yeah, I'll play it again. I know the song, I can't think of the name of it. 50 Cent. Alright, I'll give you guys a hint. It's a G Unit song. I know it's G Unit. I don't really care if it's platinum or white gold. Stephanie, are you Googling the lyrics right now? Cheating. Alright, now you're disqualified for this. You're cheating. Alright, hang on, hang on, hang on. I'll play it again. Who else is on the song? It's G Unit. That doesn't help me. That's fucking it's Lloyd G-Unit. Banks and Young Buck. And- That's G Unit. Well, fuck you. Go to song two. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, where's the five second version? No, there's no five second version. I'm just going to play this song. Nah, I just played the whole song, Pat. That's it. <laughs> so both of you failed round one. All right, here we go. We're going. We're all for one for both of you. All right, next one. You guys ready? Yeah, sure. Half a second. Well, fuck. That could be Sean Paul. Give me the light. <laughs> <laughs> Just uh, well, give it a light. No, that's not it. Hold on, here we go. Alright, I'll play the one second version. Oh! Stefan! That's Nate Dog. What's the name of the song? That's actually not. That's Nate Dog. That was the I'll Nate give you Dog that. Okay, give me the title and you got it. Here, I'll play it again. Can I, can I just go? If, if he gives up. You give up? All right, Pat, go. Warren G, regulators. Yep, you got it. Just hit the east side of the LBC. On a mission trying to find Mr. Warren G. Seen a couple of girls, ain't no need to tweak. All of you searching on what's up with 213. <laughs> Nate Dogg was on the track, yeah, he was but on it was track. a Warren G song. It doesn't get easier from here, but Pat's up 1-0 so far. All right, here we go. Ready? 20. For real, that's what you gave us? Can you just fucking put 20. on it? 20? 20? <laughs> Alright, here we go. One second, one second. 20 inch. Ludacris. What song? What's the name of the song? 
Yeah, I'll play a three second version. Stefan gets first crack at it. 20 inch wide, 20 inch high. Hold on. Why the fuck can I remember the name of the song? <laughs> I don't remember any of these. <laughs> I mean, I remember this song. It's definitely ludicrous. It's ludicrous. It is absolutely ludicrous. Like, we knew that first joint would fit right. it, though. <laughs> Just throw, throw a name of the song if you know. Ever since Luda had... Do you know what it is, Pat? Uh, no, actually, I can't think of the name of the song. I know the song. Some hip-hop I mean, I'll guess. All right, go ahead, Pat, guess. Move, bitch. I'll play it one more time. I'll play it, <laughs> I'll play it one more time. 20 inch wide, 20 inch high. Hold on. See, we know this song. We both listen to this song. Oh, my we... God. <laughs> I'm going to this up as a loss. This is a point in both of you. It's Southern hospitality. 20 inch wide, 20 inch high. Hold on to like my 20 inch ride. 20 inch guys make 20 inch eyes. Hoping for American 20 inch pies. Nobody knows the name. Everybody of knows. How do you not know? Nobody knows the name. Oh my Nobody God. knows the name. I know more hip hop than you two. All right. Oh, no. You are. I think I do. So we're at a best out of three now. Uh, Pat, you're up one up, so Stefan, you need to sweep this up. Alright, All right, here we go. This it does definitely not get easier from here. You know, I'm just gonna go straight to the one second on this one because I highly doubt you guys uh Yeah. Alright, here we go. One second, here we go. Stefan. That's trick daddy. It's name the song. Shut up. Yes! Stefan gets it! Uh-huh. Okay, what's up? Shut up. Uh-huh. Okay, what's up? Okay, what's up? Shut up. What on? Really good. good job, man. Yeah, you yeah, see, see, you guys I was going to guess you don't know Nan. That's what I was thinking when I heard it for a second. I was like, you don't know Nan. I'm like, oh, fuck. All right, good. So it's all tied up now. Can Let's we get see. a little bit more of that song? Yeah, that's so. a good song. Can we play the whole <laughs> The whole <laughs> That was Shut good, though. Up. What? Stefan, you getting, uh, you getting mad props for that, though. All right, we're going to play it towards the end of the show. This song taught me how to t talk to people. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, this is it, man. This is for all the marvels right here. All right, half a second. Like, honestly, you should probably get this on half a second. In all honesty. All right. Bitches Pat. Bitches ain't shit, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no. Stefan, you get a crack at it. That's Lil Wayne. What's the name of the song? Six foot, seven foot. Yes, Stefan, you won the game, buddy. Good job. That's bullshit. You lost. You knew. Pat, you lost. You knew. I you are a fraud. You are a fraud. You knew. You are a fraud. I know nothing about Lil Wayne. You are a fraud. You claim yourself to know all about hip hop, bro. You don't Except know any Wayne. of it, dude. You lose. So now you have to listen to Lil Wayne. <laughs> oh shit Stefan thank you Stefan thank you so much for hanging out with us dude We had a great time You're welcome back anytime That was a fun game The world Let the world know Pat doesn't know shit about hip hop <laughs> Pat doesn't know shit about hip hop We'll go with that I know I way more than Lewis <laughs> I appreciate you guys for having me on, man. It's been a blast. We're out of here. See you guys next week.